You know, there are times we're going through our struggles and our challenges uh, that we may be smiling on the outside, but we are crying on the inside. And you know, sometimes we may be well-dressed, but the well-dressed is just covering a very ugly problem. And there are times that maybe we just find out that we are at a point where we are in doubt. You remember the case of the man whose son had epilepsy and that the disciples couldn't really get to, you know, heal. And when Jesus came to him and said, do you believe? And he knew the right answer. He said, I believe. But quickly he added, but please help thou my own belief. You know, there are times you are in church, you believe. You believe. The only thing is that you don't see the things that you believe. And uh, quietly, you are in a place where you are even in a state of unbelief. You know God can do things, but you don't know whether God will do things. You see miracles, but you come to a place where perhaps you have been there. You have been there and things are beginning to look as if though they're not going to change. You, you want to believe the best. You want to trust God. You know, you, you, you know what God can do, but the question is, will God do it? And when will he do it? Praise God. Maybe you're not there. But I know there are people who are there. And uh, some of us have been through some of these times. And sometimes, you know, you reach a point. In my, in my own life, in my ministry, there are times, there are days I, I could wake up and I'm feeling, what's going on? I just feel a bit low. Yesterday I was speaking to a young man. The mother kept pressing me, please talk to my son, talk to my son. And, uh, I mean, this used to be a very confident, uh, self-assured young man. But, you know, I was wondering why the mother was putting so much pressure. Please talk to my son, talk to my son. But when I now invited him out for dinner and we were talking, I, I could see something was wrong somewhere. It's amazing that there are Christians who are depressed. Amazing people who come to church, but really when you get close, then you find out that these people are at their lowest. And so many times people use the Christianist slang, you know, you just talk, how is it? It is well, it is well. But when you look at their face, nothing is well. You know, when you, you talk, you say all the things, you, you do the fair talk, but somehow, somehow, some things are amiss. And sometimes people need to, you know, God has to send a word to give an encouragement to boost somebody's faith and to keep somebody going. And in 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 10, which is my uncle's scripture, I'll be standing there. We'll just look at it. I'm sure you must have read it many, many times. I pray God give us another fresh understanding as we examine it tonight. But I am sent to encourage someone. If you forget anything about this someone, just know God wants to encourage someone. And I don't know who that person is. I pray whoever that person is, he's here today. And he's not missing this appointment. Um, after this sermon, there will be a change. I bless God because after I spoke with the young man, he said, ah, something has changed. Because he was sick, he had a problem, and after that, one thing after another, over a month he was, you know, virtually in bed. And I don't know, the devil must have bombarded him with all kinds of thoughts. But all of a sudden, the guy just was acting funny, looking really, you know, you could see it. I knew this wasn't the young man that I knew, but I thank God that God helped him to snap out of it. First Peter chapter 5, 10. The Bible says, but the God
God of all grace. Please note the word. All grace. Say with me, how many grace? We will take note of it for a moment. The God of all grace. That means there are many, many kinds of grace. And for every kind of situation, there is a grace that answers to that situation. Am I speaking to someone? There's a grace. This month, whatever grace is required to move you from where you are to where you should be, may you not miss it. And if this month is the month of grace, grace should be revealed to you. Grace should manifest in your life in the name of Jesus. But the God of all grace who had called us Unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. I like you to notice, like I said, everywhere you see grace, glory accompanies it. Because when the grace of God shows up, the glory of God in due course manifests. The God of all grace who had called us unto his eternal glory, not unto eternal shame. And I want you to understand something. There are all kinds of glory, but the glory that God's grace, you know, brings us into is what is called eternal glory. That means that it is an unfading glory. It is not just a temporal glory. And it is not a fluke. It is something that's real. Am I speaking to someone? Who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. He says something. He said, after that ye have suffered. For how long? Come on, help me. For how long? And then what will happen? He will make you perfect. Establish you. Strengthen you. And settle you. We see a fourfold thing that will manifest as a result of the grace of God. Now, going further, it says, after you have suffered a while, you know, one of the things I always wonder sometimes is that, why do good people have to suffer? And why must somebody have to suffer? You know, sometimes, like it or not, and this is also where the challenge of modern day Christianity is, because these days people believe that once you come to faith and once you know the Lord, you know, It will just be butter on your bread and everything will be very rosy and all will be fine. And many people never realize that when you follow after Christ and you walk with God and when you even do the right, many times you'll be surprised how challenges will follow you. And then you begin to see that it looks as if even when you are not maybe serious with God, maybe things were a bit easier. And by the time you now decide that you are going to go in the straight and the narrow path. Hello? Am I speaking to someone? And it looks as if things get very tough. Now, part of the challenge is that many people are never prepared to know that every time you decide that you're going to walk by faith, your faith will be tried. Every time you say you're going to walk in love, your love will be tried. And every time you are going to lay hold on the promise of God and believe God for what God says, then your belief will be tried. 
Whether you like it or not, these are things that are bound to be. And for some, when they begin this journey, then when things are happening, they begin to have questions in their heart. Particularly if things don't unfold within your timetable and within your agenda. Am I speaking to somebody here? I know sometimes the, the, the sad part is when we engage in what I call a stupid thing of comparison. You look at another person and you're comparing and you feel that, okay, if something happened to others, why, how come it hasn't happened yet to me? Praise God. And you find it looks as if it is suffering. Yes. Let's not, uh, you know, try not to pretend. I love the way they use the word suffer. Suffer. <laughs> After you have suffered for a while. My friend, when you are squatting <laughs> and you have to go through the indignities of being told when you can come in or not come in or how you can stay or how you are being maltreated, oh, but suffering is suffering. I don't know if I make sense. I don't say, you know, there's no pretense. When you are walking, you don't have a car. You have to jump those buses. And sometimes, like, when will I even get a car? When will I ride my own car? You know, there's a lot of suffering that goes with it. Am I speaking to someone? And you are still fitting it and believing it. When you're writing all those applications, waiting for when you will get your job offer, and the jobs are passing you by, you can be smiling, but I know you are crying on the inside. And it's a lot of suffering because sometimes people keep asking, how far? Has it happened? Has it happened? And you're wondering when others are giving their testimony and your own testimony is not forthcoming. Oh, what about women waiting on the Lord for the fruit of the womb? You know, sometimes when you haven't been through some things, you don't appreciate it. And it's not because the people are any less believers or they don't have any faith. Am I speaking to someone? Or somebody who is waiting to get married? And every year, it's like that's the year. And then some things go wrong somehow. And then it begins to look at some points like I'm jinked. Oh, maybe something's wrong with me or I'm cursed. You know, some people... That's when some even end up becoming victims of some so-called deliverance people. They move from one place to another because they want to remove the cause. You know what the Bible says? Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law. But yet you find many, they are still in one form of bondage or the other. And honestly, the suffering that comes with it. But I bring you good news. And if you want to give this message a title, you can call it, it is just for a while. Let me look at someone and tell somebody it's just for a while. In real life, there's suffering. In real life, there's suffering. But guess what? God is good. God is kind. God is faithful. God is real. And in every real walk with God, God will not sit down and watch you suffer permanently. Are you with me? And even the suffering, you will discover every suffering is for a purpose. James said in James chapter 1, through 2, 3, 4, he said, count it all joy. When you do what? When you go through diverse trials and temptation. Why? Say, knowing this, 
that the trial of your faith does what? Walk it patience. And let patience do what? Produce her perfect work. The trial of your faith. The trial of your faith. That means that your faith is on trial. Many people do not know that every time you profess that you, you, you know that you have faith concerning a matter, your faith will be tried. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith should work patience. And what? Verse 4. On, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, you know, wanting nothing. Praise God. So there is a suffering. I'm telling you. That's why today. But you know, if you know and you know that you are into a walk with God, I want you to know that no matter whatever you are going through, it is just for a while. Help me look at someone and tell someone, whatever trouble you are going through, I want you to know tonight that it's just for a while. If you keep walking with God, trusting God, believing God, the grace of God will appear and that trouble will come to an end. Amen. I'm telling you, every time I'm really down and I feel a bit discouraged, maybe faced with one challenge or the other, what helps me to be able to encourage myself is that I always remember every problem has an expiry date and no condition is permanent. Are you with me? The Bible says weeping may endure the night, but what happens? Joy cometh in the morning. After every night, what will come? The morning will break forth. Are you with me? And no matter how long the night may last, yet the morning will show up. Am I speaking to someone? So when I'm going through a challenge, one of the things that helps me to hold on as my faith is being tried is that constant reassurance that I know that, you know, even this, this is where I tell myself, I say, even this will pass away. And that's why too, when I'm over enjoying, something will tell me, Brian, even this will pass away. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So if I over, just calm down, <laughs> don't get carried away, because even this <laughs> will pass away. No. But whatever you're going through will pass. But I bring you good news. You see, in the midst of everything that we're going through, there's something that's called grace that answers to deal with whatever are the sufferings and the challenges that we go through. That's why in this month of grace, you need to understand, appreciate, and embrace the grace of God. If you don't get anything, understand this. Whatever you are going through, by God's grace, you can come through it. If only you can embrace the grace of God. What is grace? Gloria Copeland defines grace with the acronym GREC as 
God's riches at Christ's expense. But I'm not even focused on that. Grace stands on two legs. The first leg is mercy. Mercy. Every time you are saying, God, be gracious to me, you are simply crying out, God, have mercy. Let me tell you the truth. There are many times that by virtue of what we have done or not, or we have not done, we don't stand qualified for things that we desire or aspire or, you know, or look forward to. That's why if mercy doesn't speak on your behalf, you know, you discover that you will just be condemned to one side. One prayer that God never ever ignores is the prayer for mercy. Are you with me? You may miss it in other prayers, but not when you are crying to God and saying, Lord, show me your mercy. I love the way the Bible puts it. In the book of Romans, you know, Paul was writing, he said, God was speaking, he said, I will have mercy upon whom I will have mercy upon, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion of. For it is not of him that will it, nor of him that run it, but of God that showed mercy. You know, sometimes when I see the mercy of God at work, you will look at people that have been condemned. How many people have condemned people that you find out that their story turns around? Are you with me? That's why no matter whatever you have done in life, don't condemn yourself. Even if men have condemned you, don't condemn yourself. Because with God, there's mercy. Are you with me? And every time we are talking about grace, we are talking about the depth and the greatness of God's mercy. Are you with me? Look at yourself and say, God have mercy on me. Oh yes, God will have mercy on me. I love the way it is put. He says, judgment is without mercy to whom who has showed no mercy. But guess what? But yet mercy triumphs over judgment. That's why in the book of Lamentation, it says, if it were not for the Lord's mercy, we will all be consumed. You see, every time you are celebrating God's grace, you are constantly being reminded that no matter whatever you do, God is merciful. The time we are talking about grace, we are celebrating God's mercy. Any man that can cry out and reach out for God's mercy will receive mercy. God sent Jonah to Nineveh. He said, in three days I will destroy this city. Jonah wanted the city destroyed because of their sin and their wickedness. But guess what? When the king pronounced the fast and told the people they should pray and ask God for mercy, what did God do? God had mercy. Jonah was sad that God had mercy because Jonah had already condemned them. And that as far as he was concerned, all they deserve is to be killed and destroyed. That was why after God showed mercy, <laughs> Jonah, that book ended with a question mark because he ended up, you were still asking questions till the very end. But 
But did, did, I, did I not see this? Yeah, you're a good man. You know, if I go there now, you will, not, you will not destroy these people. He wanted them destroyed. But God had mercy. And if God will have mercy in a month and a period of grace, no matter wherever judgment has been passed against you, the mercy of God overrides that judgment. Let me hear a better amen. So if you are in a place where your case has been condemned, it is a time that you go to God and say, Lord, revisit my case and show me mercy. Now, why do you plead for mercy? What you have done or did not do has placed you in a place where you ought to be condemned. I'm speaking to somebody here. I'm here to encourage you because God will show you mercy. Maybe you're already at a place where it is not even people who have condemned you. You have condemned yourself. Please don't condemn yourself. If you can go to God, God will not only show you mercy. And there are people here, God has forgiven, but they have not forgiven themselves. Because you have not forgiven yourself, you are still suffering. If you are ready to forgive yourself, as God has forgiven you, your sufferings will come to an end. I will have mercy on whom I have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I choose to have compassion. Praise God. May the Lord show us mercy. In this month of grace, lift up your voice and say, Father, have mercy upon me. In the areas of my omission or the areas of my commission, the things that count against me, please show me your mercy. Talk to God for a moment. I want you to go ahead and talk to God for a moment. Lord, show me your mercy, O God. Show me your mercy. Show me your mercy. Show me your mercy. Makatareba kanamande shtakaba. Barubudo shtakaba. Father, as many, O oh God, as are standing here tonight, O oh God, lifting up their voices and calling out to you. Tonight, let there be a show of mercy, O oh God. Father, visit every case. Visit every situation. Visit every, O oh God, life here, O oh God. Whatever, O oh God, may be counting, working against your children, O oh God. In this month of grace, may mercy speak, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Mercy. Now, the second leg of grace is favor. Favor is qualified, disqualified. That's what, because favor is unmerited. Favor is what? Unmerited. There are some of us who, be, who, who believe in hard work, and hard work is good, and I really believe it. Some of us believe in qualification. You know, in this country, we believe so much in qualification. But you find some people with very impressive CV, and nobody looks at their CV. I don't know if I make sense. When I look at, you know, it's sad, but in real life, when you look at it, somebody was, I was reading somewhere, 
They said, you know, the first class people, when they leave, <laughs> very many of them, they end up not being the ones who rule. You know, the ones who are ruling maybe are the ones who are ended up with the third class. They became politicians or went to do some other things. And at the end of the day, they govern those who should be governing. I don't know if I'm making sense to someone. There's something about favor. Ah. Labor is good, though. But favor is better. Am I speaking to someone? When the Bible says, and Noah found grace in the sight of God, that means he had favor with God. When the Bible begins to speak about grace, in another context, it's speaking about the favor of God. Do you know that favor is a shield? In Psalms 5 verse 12, the Bible says, And thou shalt surround me with your favor as a shield. That favor itself can become a shield. And in a time of grace, when somebody finds grace, favor begins. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor will thou compass him as with a shield. With favor will thou compass him as with a shield. So favor itself can be a shield round about a person. There's something that favor does. Praise God. Let me help put that out of it, please. Praise the Lord. So we're talking about favor. In a time of grace, there is unusual favor, uncommon favor. There's favor, but there's favor. The kind of favor that brings you to places unimaginable and the kind of favor that makes things that you never anticipate to begin to happen. Think about it. When you look at Joseph, from prisoner to prime minister, that is unusual favor. Because so many things were broken. Number one, he was an ex-convict. I remember Obasanjo for him to be able, it was favor that brought him out of prison and brought him to presidency. But there was a whole process of things that had to happen for even that transition to take place. Number one, he had to be released from prison. Number two, they had to pardon him as an ex-convict because as a person who has been you know, uh, 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 sentenced and has been in prison, he wasn't qualified to run. Number three, he was bankrupt. As at that time, his, his, his uh, Obasanjo Farms was in a state of bankruptcy. And by the time he was coming out, he was owing at First Bank almost close to 100 million as at that time. People came together, <laughs> raised the money, and paid the money so that he would not be bankrupt and he can be able to vie. You, you see, when, things, when currents begin to flow in your favor, and then not only that. The next thing was that it was people who sponsored and financed it. This one person who contested that I knew made money from contesting as a candidate. Because most times when people want to run for election, they have to go and steal and look for money everywhere. And they, they call it watches. They have money so that they can contest. And even with all of that, many don't win the election. 
and they end up indebted and in all kinds of problems. But when favor heralds you, do you get me? A lot of things will just begin to work in your favor. And you can clearly see that this can only be God. It is the hand of God. That's when people will say, it is the grace of God. Can somebody understand what I'm talking about? In a season like this, there's something called unusual grace that I'm believing God will come upon someone here. In the name of Jesus. How many of us are believing God for a season of unusual grace, uncommon grace? And do you know you can be a candidate? I want you to lift up your voice and say, Father, thank you for your favor. I believe this is my season. This is my time. The set time has come for me to be favored. Father, in this month of grace, let your favor rest on me. As I go out, let favor go before me. Wherever I go, may your favor surround me as a shield. Lift up your voice and talk to God for a while. I want you to begin to talk to God. There is a day of favor for every man. A season of favor for every man. Thank you, Father. Lege brobododo shteke brebodo shtanuna mandi liga bruba kuna manda shteke rebege deshte koto robo yonomondo migasuka ta lakareba kono mondo mige zeke te lege brobodo shtakaba mango brobodo shtakaba thank you thank you thank you rabodo shtakaba thank you precious father in Jesus mighty name we pray before I end. It's very easy to say, okay, Lord, bless me with favor. But listen, the Bible says, for thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. Bless who? Bless the righteous with favor. There are certain things that we will do that will provoke the favor of God upon our life. The Bible says, when a man's way pleases God, what will happen? He will do what? He will make even his enemies to be what? To be at peace with him. Brethren, if you want the favor of God, one of the ways I know of provoking favor, if you want favor from somebody, what do you do? You try and do things that please them. Am I right? Sometimes if somebody is looking for a favor from some people, from someone, what you do to get favor, do you go and misbehave or provoke them or do something to make them angry? You go out of your way to do the things that will make them to be pleased with you. And when they are pleased with you, they, 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 you know, it's just like the case of uh, 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 the king in, in the book of Esther. And one day he woke up and he asked himself, he said, he called uh, Haman. He said, what will the king do for a man that he's pleased with? And you, guess what? You know, he thought he was the one. And he began to talk about all the things. But the king went into the book of remembrance. And he saw what Mordecai did. 
which had been forgotten. But thank God there is a book of remembrance. Let me tell somebody there is a book of remembrance. There's no good thing that you're doing that God does not remember. And there is a day of visitation. Any man who desires the favor of God, to provoke God's favor, you must do the things that will please God. Number one, righteous living. Praise God. One of the ways to please God is to do what? To live right. Time won't permit me, so I'm not going to all of that. Number two, is to engage in kingdom advancement. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what will happen? And all these other things that the Gentiles, the heathens, and everybody is pursuing after. What will happen? It will come in addition. Many of us, we do not commit ourselves to advancing the kingdom. The grace of God is not for nothing. The grace of God is to empower and to enable us. If God knows that we will please him, his grace will more than abound towards us. Are you with me? That's why Paul said, I did not allow the grace of God to be in vain in my life. If we are committed to pleasing God, committed to walking in righteousness, committed to advancing the kingdom of God. How? Going out, witnessing, speaking, regardless of what we are going through. God will come through on our behalf. Are you with me? That's why tonight, it's more than enough to just pray. When we pray is good, but let's do what we do, what we need to do to provoke the blessings of God. And the blessings of favor will come upon you in the name of Jesus. When the Bible says, you know, do good, do good. Go out. Bless. Bless, not curse. Do good to them that hate you and pray for those who despitefully use you that you may be like the sons of your father. There are things that we are doing that we are building our favor reserves. Am I speaking to someone? And in due season, favor will begin to speak. I see somebody favored by God. God making a way for somebody. Let us rise up. Let us rise up. My time is up. I want you to pray. One last prayer. Father, I thank you for your grace. By your grace, help me to please you. Help me to do your will. Help me to be committed to your kingdom as I seek your kingdom first. So that all the other things will be added unto me. Let your grace empower me. Enable me to do your will. Come what me. Lift up your voice and talk to God one more time. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I'm committed, oh God, to please you. I'm committed, oh God, to do your will. I am committed, oh God. To seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, oh God. Father, let all these other things, all these other things, let all these other things, oh God, that your word has said, let them come after me. I don't want to pursue the blessings. I want the blessings to pursue me. By grace, oh God, by grace, oh God, let my story turn around.
The grace that is more than sufficient to see me through. Let that grace, oh God, come upon me. Let it be released on me. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, oh God, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your favor. I receive mercy. I embrace your favor. I go forth, oh God, by this grace, oh God. And I know that your grace will see me through. Your grace will see me through. In the midst of everything, your grace will see me through. Whatever I'm going through, I'm coming through by your grace, oh God. By faith tonight, oh God. I tap into your grace. I receive grace not to fail. I receive grace to succeed. I receive grace to move forward. I receive grace to overcome. I receive grace to rise up. I receive grace to keep moving in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your grace that is unfailing. Thank you for your grace that brings salvation. Thank you for your grace that delivers. Thank you for your grace. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We worship you. We give you glory.